Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back into the 1 o'clock hour here, the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. Jam-packed uh, 1 o'clock hour. We will talk to Andy Garman momentarily, the sports director over at KCCI. Uh, Eric Heff, the color analyst for Iowa State, well, football and basketball, but we'll focus on basketball with Eric. He joins us about one twenty, And then Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, talks and Huskers on Saturday night. We'll get a quick preview with Sip. Right now, let's talk to Andy Garman about a number things andy trenton ken are you watching golf how are you well i uh, just took my wife lunch but i was following the golf update on cbs sports radio there and oh why tiger got to start his comeback one over you know what it just makes a better story <laughs> yeah. got to overcome more odds buddy I'm with you. Remember his first Masters, right, in that front nine, and it didn't look good right. for Eldrick, and then all of a sudden he became tired. I, I can't wait to watch it. I'm um, going to go home, and hopefully there'll be a few holes left and find it on the golf channel. But when Tiger Woods is playing golf and he's on my TV, I'm going to find a way to watch it, Andy Garman. Yeah, you and me both. You know, and if only everything was just like it was back in 1997 when he shot 40 on the front and had Augusta and yeah. then blitzed the field for 20 years. But you know, I, I'm just interested. I, I am. I'm always laughing at people that just cannonball onto and off of bandwagon, and it's so easy nowadays. He's done. That's it. <laughs> Put a fork in him. Like, you know, uh, his body's beat up, but he's had basically two years off. He's 41 or 42 years old. I still think Tiger can win a major or two in the next five, seven, eight years. But you know, we'll see what happens when he tees it up. At least. He's teeing it up again, and it's not hypothetical. I, I'm with you, and I saw you went on record and tweeted that uh, early in the week that you think he'll win another major. I just hope he plays in majors and is around on Saturdays and Sundays and uh, sure. win would be a cherry on top. I, I'm with you. I can't wait to see how it unfolds. You know, we thought we might see unfolding in front of us a Missouri Valley Conference first-place team uh, at about 9 or sl- uh, shortly after 9 o'clock last night. It didn't go Drake's way. It looked like it was going uh, to for a while. They fought back from that. seemed like they were behind, what, six, seven, eight points most of the fir- mm-hmm. uh, the second half, fight back and tied at 51, and then it went all downhill from there. What was the atmosphere like, and uh, what did Medved attribute that collapse? Uh, so two two questions right there for you. Well, I'll tell you, the atmosphere was really incredible for 30 minutes in that game. It felt like 2008 again. Uh, you know, the, the place was electric. Drake has done a nice job of, of uh, getting timeout entertainment going and, and music and, and kind of filling the place with energy. And then the team plays with energy. They're up and down the floor and they're, uh, you know, passes and, and three-pointers and dunks. And it's, it's kind of, it's just an entertaining product uh, to be there. And I saw a lot of fans uh, standing for a good portion of the game. And that didn't used to be the case. You know, we used to talk about potted plants over there. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but people now are up and into it and cheering and yelling, and it was a great atmosphere. 
up until about the nine-minute mark. It's like 9.30 in the second half. Uh, it's a 51-all, and you think this is just going to be a, a rock fight down the stretch like the first 30 minutes have been. And then, for some odd, strange, weird, it's just basketball reason, the shots quit falling. And they settled a little too much for three-point shots, uh, and, and Loyola just got on a run, and, and Drake, for everything that Drake has right now, they don't have the stopper. They don't have the guy that's like, you know, get Peter Jock the ball and get out of his way. He's going to get us a bucket. Uh, or Monte or, or George, you know, they don't have that guy. Uh, and Adam Emenecker was that guy nine years ago. Or Josh Young. And so what happens is suddenly it's 8-0 and it's 10-0 and it's 13-2 and it's 18-2. And it's like, you know, at that point, when there's four minutes left to go and you're suddenly, from a tie game, you're down 17 points, uh, you know, then, then there's a little bit of, uh, all right, let's get the clock moved out and, and get on to the next one. After the game, Nico, that bed was, you know, just, just quick to say, hey, look, we, it was a tie game, and when it came down to it, they put it to us. They're a good team. Uh, they're in first place for a reason. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's frustrating as a coach, and I'm sure it's frustrating as a player, but you just sit there and, and it, you just kind of are on the wrong end of a tidal wave. And when it's over, you say, all right, and, and you get up and get back at it. You have to remember this is a team that was picked 10th in the Missouri Valley Conference, and they're in second place at the halfway point. Uh, they've surpassed all expectations at this point. And, and as I said, when I watched them in the Big Four Classic, and they got boat raced by Iowa, but for the first 10 minutes, it was great basketball. I said, the Nap Center is the place to be. They're going to be entertaining as hell this year, uh, and, and it's certainly worth going and checking out that game. I think it was worth it last night up until about the nine-minute mark. Andy, uh, 3,500 on hand. As Nico continues to build this program up, what's a realistic number that you can that you can get for a mid-white game? The NBC isn't what it once is. You know, Creighton's not coming right. to town. You don't have Wichita in a top-ten ranking. Is it? A realistic goal for them to average five thousand during conference play is that, is that a good shooting point for maybe to get to in the next year or two? Well, yeah, we got to talk time frame. Obviously, they're not going to do that this year, but I absolutely think it is. As people get uh, get to know a little bit more about Nico and about what kind of basketball uh, they play, and what they've done to this point is the greatest selling point he could possibly have done. Nobody knew who he was when he came here. That's true. Uh, and, and, you know, he's the guy with kind of the weird name that is from someplace else that's not an island, and why is this guy the coach? And what he's shown to this point is he's a good basketball coach, and he's got good assistants around him, and he's done, uh, you know, a really nice job recruiting to this point. Uh, and the guys that are on the floor that have not played well, you know, or, or just haven't succeeded much in the first three years, the seniors now are suddenly playing really well. They're in a system they like. They're having fun, and and the fans are having fun. So, do I think five thousand is realistic? Sure. I mean, you know, last night they didn't have all the stands pulled out because they knew it wasn't going to be totally full. But yeah, I, there's no doubt in my mind with Brian Harden as AD, with Nico Medved as coach, as long as he stays, uh, that they could build to a point where it becomes a point in basketball, especially. You know, this is a this is a good time right now to be a team on the rise because the other three teams in this state mm-hmm. don't appear to be on the rise right now. Uh, and, and you know, Drake is kind of a hot ticket at this moment, uh, and I think it's one people should jump on board.
Uh, Andy Garman, uh, sports director over at KCCI Channel 8, is our guest. Uh, realistically, going forward, um, I guess the goal would, would be to avoid Thursday. It looks as though they will yes. at this point. But is that the... I mean, is, is, would that be the worst-case scenario, uh, a collapse like that to, to put them back in the uh, Drake Invitational, which is Thursday night? Sure. Uh, it, that would be absolutely worst-case scenario. It would be you know, kind of what we saw last year when Jeff Rutter took over and Ray Giacoletti left. They won three or four or something like that, and all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, this, they've got something here. And then the wheels just came off. They ran out of gas and, and just got run out the rest of the year. Uh, I do not see that happening with this team. Uh, but they got to make shots. You know, they've got some interesting pieces, and they've got some great leadership. And, and whether it's the next game or the next game after that, Reed Timmer is going to be Drake's all-time leading scorer, which is really amazing for an overlooked southpaw guard uh, to end up being on top of the record book. But he's going to be there uh, at some point soon. So. Mm-hmm. They got nice pieces. They've got some some things that can be successful, and they've got some nice pelts on the wall already. They've got some nice wins. Yep. So, you know, it, hey, they could still win the valley at this point. They're exactly one game behind the valley leader. But realistically, I see this team finishing, you know, third, fourth, something like that. They're the surprise story in the valley, and and they're certainly in a good position going forward. Now, having said that. There's only one team getting in the NCAA tournament this sure. year from the Valley, yep. and it's whoever wins in St. Louis on Sunday. So, so it's you know, it, the the whole point at this point is be in a good position. Don't play on Thursday, and then try to string three games together and, and pull off a little March miracle. So uh, from that, Andy, over to uh, another one of your passions: high school sports. And yeah. Uh, the new districts are out. The playoffs will remain the same, though, from football. Uh, I'm sure some hand-wringing from some coaches that you've talked to were hearing some of the same things, especially past the 4A level. Uh, small, right. Smaller schools wanted to see this thing expanded, 24, even 32. Not going to be the case. Did the boys in Boone take the easy way out again? Well, it's interesting to me that the I haven't talked to a ton of people, but the ones that I've talked to have all had the same reaction, which is the coaches want it, the ADs think it's a good idea. Why isn't the association doing it? None of us enjoyed the 4A first-round games when it was a 32-team playoff, and it was you know, the absolute laughers. And, and your biggest concern is let's not get one of the best players from someplace hurt before the games really start to count. But I see the concern. I see the argument from the smaller schools. I see these eight and one teams that get left out of the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that's just a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, there's got to be common ground. Whether it's twenty four with a couple of teams that get first round buys, or whether it's just go to thirty two but leave four A at sixteen, allow them a bye week. I, you know, I there should be some way to think outside the box a little bit because to me, sixteen is arbitrary. The coaches want more. You know the players don't mind. They'll play as many games as they want. Uh, so to me, I, I think that's a missed opportunity uh, for them to not stretch it out a little bit. I did like the fact that they uh, changed the rules yesterday, which allows out-of-state games. Uh, that doesn't make any difference to us here because, you know, Dowling's not going to play somebody in Minneapolis probably. But but that's great to get Bettendorf and Rock Island playing each other and, and get Council Bluffs playing at Omaha School. You know, I, I think that that rule just kind of makes sense. Uh, Andy, real quick, uh, you're a baseball fan as well. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, 
class that uh, Hoffman, Guerrero, Tomei, Chipper, Jones, the ones that were elected yesterday, uh, Edgar Martinez got, got close. It looks as though Bonds yep. and Clements had a little, tiny little uptick. Still going to take some work for them to get to the 75, but your thoughts on the uh, Hall of Fame class? I still think they'll get there eventually, and I think what you're seeing is every year a little more bias gets eroded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edgar Martinez, a DH, would not have been even in the discussion 10 years ago, and now you look at it and go, God, you know, he had good numbers, and that's really that's an important part of the game for half the teams. So to me, he's a Hall of Famer, and I think he should be in. The four guys, all no doubters. I had fun yesterday going back and looking at some of the stats and, and remembering you know, like, gosh, Vlad Guerrero's the only guy or one of only six guys in history to have 400 or more home runs and less than 1,000 strikeouts. You know, nobody plays the game that way nowadays. Right. Uh, and, of course, the cannon of an arm and, mm-hmm. and Chipper and, and Hoffman's amazing uh, renaissance, you know, where he quit being a fireballer and turned into the best changeup guy in the game. And, uh, you know, Jim Tomey, who I just think is awesome. I, I loved the class this year. Uh, Edgar will get in, my guess, is next year. The steroid guys are still going to have to wait a little while. Uh, The PED class, they're not ready for it yet, but I do think the day is coming. You know, I thought Keith Olbermann made a good point yesterday on Twitter where he basically said, you know, the Hall of Fame needs to have some classification. You need to have some, this guy's in the Hall of Fame for a great career cut short. You know, he was amazing for six years, but then he got hurt and he didn't, you know. And there ought to be another wing for, uh, for some suspicious guys, you know, this guy, these guys played in an era where the numbers were inflated because whether it was illegal or not, most of the league was juicing. Mm-hmm. You find a way to, to me, the Hall of Fame is, 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 is too exclusive. You know, you've got to be celebrating baseball and telling the story of baseball as a Hall of Fame. And if you can't do it by saying, look, Roger Clemens was the greatest pitcher of this 25-year era, it turns out he was a little chemically enhanced at some point, but he wasn't exactly breaking the rules as they were. So as much as we don't like it, you've got to put his numbers in there. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to get around the, the sanctimony of, of, you know, but he didn't play it the right way. Yeah, nor was writers, he alone, Andy, nor was he alone. Right, and some of the writers kill me because, you know, really, like some of these guys aren't, first, aren't slam dunk, no doubt first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, you can't get... Chipper Jones is a unanimous first-team guy. Somebody's going to look at him and go, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, you know, they need new blood, and somebody at some point is going to be unanimous, and it's going to be a big deal for 10 minutes, and then we're going to forget all about the, the idiocy. I want to find out who doesn't vote for Mariano Rivera next year. Yeah, that's a great one. He'll, he'll end up with 99.7% of the vote. <laughs> but someone just out of principle uh, won't put him in first ballot. Andy, great stuff. Look forward to catching you down the road. Thank you, Andy Garman. Hey, thank you, Kenny. We'll see you. Good to talk to you. Andy Garman, KCCI, sports director over at uh, Channel 8. You know, Trent, um, and I, I'm, I, maybe I'm under, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought that the Major League Baseball chose the, because they go in with the hat, right? Yeah, yeah. On the plaque is the team hat that mm-hmm. they're most recognized uh, as, as a member of that team. Um, I thought it was baseball that made that choice, or yeah. the Hall of Fame that made Guerrero says he's going to make the announcement tomorrow. Now, maybe he's going to be told what it's going to be, and he's going to announce it tomorrow. I think this changed. So he recently. gets to decide? I, when you said that, because, yeah, I, I know for years, and I want to say within the last certainly five years. Okay. They didn't have a choice. That, baseball or the baseball writers yes. were the ones that made that determination for them. So you couldn't be bought. 
Andre Dawson, when he signed with the Marlins, Marlins. at the end of his career, right. and there was talk of when he goes into the Hall of mm-hmm. Fame, he'll wear a Marlins hat. No, no, no. But I want to say something. Because someone was offered a million dollars by some team that he played one year for. Was it Boggs, maybe, to go in as a member Tampa of the Tampa probably? Rays? Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been Maybe it. that's what I was thinking of. It might not have been It could have been that, but, yeah. Well, what's Guerrero, what hat's Guerrero going to wear? That's only one, right? Expos. Absolutely. How's your French? Un petit peu. Means I can speak a little bit. All right, that's pretty good. I was yeah, impressed. It's the only thing I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I get asked that a lot, and I and I, and I fired that one answer back. And wow, sounds good. Ken's pretty, yeah, he's more brighter than I thought he was. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Eric Haft is going to be here. He is next. We will slide over and do some Big Twelve, and in particular, some Iowa State conversation with the color analyst of the Iowa State Cyclones. Eric Haft is next. Stephen M. Sipple in about uh, twenty minutes. We'll preview Iowa Nebraska. It's the Ken Miller show Trent Connor and myself done till two on 1700 KBGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams Family sent you. My name is Natasha, and I'm with Coleman Greater Iowa. We've been teaming up with Iowa Wild for five years now to host Pink in the Ring. If you've never been, this is the year. Join us at Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday, February 10th. We'll have lots of giveaways and a silent auction. If you're brave enough, you can get your head shaved or color your hair pink. After the game, don't miss the live jersey auction where you could take home your favorite player's jersey. So come on out Saturday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Wear your pink and help us raise money for life-saving services in our area. For more information and to buy your tickets, go to homeingreateriowa.org. See you there. If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls, and send texts. Stay connected and work from anywhere with features like Wi-Fi calling and our desktop app. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. That's grasshopper.com slash radio. This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. For every 10 miles per hour over 50 miles per hour, the risk of death in a crash is doubled. Make zero fatalities your goal and slow down. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. It costs $15 per day to provide the necessary shelter, food, and veterinary care for every animal at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. And right now, we have over a 1,000 animals in our care. For as little as $5 a month, you can join our Loyal Friends Club 
to ensure that the ARL will continue to be there for animals in need. The need is now. The need is local. Visit ARL-Iowa.org backslash donate to start giving today. Thank you. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back to the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. With you until 2 o'clock, let's get right to Eric Heft, shall we? 45 degrees. I have a feeling, Eric, maybe Jones and uh, get the clubs out to swing, maybe hit some balls somewhere. Or are you watching Tiger on TV? Let's find out, Eric. Heft, color analyst, Iowa State, joins us. Feel like playing? Are you sitting in your easy chair watching golf today? What are you doing on a day off? Well, I'm looking out at the golf course, not playing, okay. thinking about it. I figured uh, as much. I'm going to watch Tiger. Right now, I'm watching Tennessee Vanderbilt. Yeah, good so. idea. You got Tennessee this weekend. And no, let's start there, Eric, because... Um, you know, I, I've never been a big fan of this in the middle of conference play. We had a guy, Rob Doster, uh, college basketball talk, kind of talked me out of a little bit. I'm watch, I'm looking forward to watching Huggins take it to Calipari uh, this weekend. Um, are you? Are you? Do you like this kind of uh, in, interruption in the Big Twelve play to host a team you normally wouldn't see? In this case, a top twenty-five Tennessee Volunteer team. Do you like it? Uh, I like the challenge. I don't really like it now. I mean, you're right in the middle of of season and it's not like it's a uh, you know you're playing uh, some directional school you're playing a really good opponent right you know and it kind of takes away from what you're doing a little bit uh it's great for basketball fans uh especially the casual basketball fan who maybe doesn't watch wouldn't watch these games in the preseason you know given you know, the proliferation of football on tv and everybody being a football fan till that's over so it's great for that casual basketball fan but i think you know, for me, I'd, I'd like to see it played in December and uh, find a little bit more about your team. You know, sometimes your non-conference schedule isn't loaded with great opponents. You know, you're going to have a great one in, in this challenge. You know, why not put that in December 
and then maybe have one more, maybe a buy at some point in time during season uh, conference season when you could really use it just to maybe get some rest, get people healthy, or just get your mind right. So uh, it is Tennessee who, uh, one of the surprises of college basketball, how good they've been under Rick Barnes this season. Uh, you know Rick obviously well from his days back at Texas, but when you're uh, watching that game with Tennessee, what are you seeing jumping off the screen? Athletes. <laughs> they've got a lot of really good athletes. They've got you know, Grant Williams, you know, six, uh, so what, six, seven, 240 pounds, uh, uh, Admiral Schofield, 6'5", almost 240. I mean, they've got, these guys are really athletic. They like to play the Rick Barnes man-to-man defense. They really get after it and make it tough on you. Uh, but maybe not the most skilled offensive team, uh, but, boy, they play hard and they play good D. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. Uh, you guys will be on the air at uh, 2 on the pregame show, and uh, 3 o'clock is tip time at Hilton. And then when we go back to the Big 12, here comes Bob Huggins. We talked about his team taking on Kentucky this weekend. West Virginia pays uh, a visit to Hilton Coliseum coming up next week. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, there's never an easy night, as you well know, Eric, in no. this conference this year. Uh, West Virginia is just one of those teams. They're just different uh, looking at them on the floor. I'm looking forward to next Wednesday, the, the 31st of the month, uh, as Iowa State gets their first, uh, their only opportunity to host. They still got to go there, take on uh, a, a tough West Virginia team that I still think has a chance to be the team that maybe picks off Kansas, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. You know, they're tough. You know, I think uh, getting Issa Ahmad back is really big for them. It gives them another guy who can score in a variety of different ways. But sometimes they struggle to score in the half court, especially if Javon Carter. Baxter Miles has been kind of up and down, uh, two super experienced guards. Um, but it's a good team. It's a tough-minded team. Uh, but it's a team that, you know, like every team in the country, really, it's got its own flaws, too. And you know, I think playing here at Hilton Coliseum, uh, they, they really put it to Iowa State last year. I mean, they were, they were strong. They were the better team. Uh, twice last year, Iowa State did get him in the finals of the Big 12 tournament, so that was a that was one one great thing. But you know, as I look at Huggins' teams, I mean, this is a similar type team in terms of, of that toughness, that the press. You've got to be able to handle the press. You've got to have multiple guys who can handle the ball and make good decisions in a hurry. And you know, good news for Iowa State. I think Nick Waterbad maybe played his two best games of the season last year mm. against West Virginia. Well, we uh, continue to see the maturation process happen for Cam Laird, and uh, he is uh, putting together just an outstanding freshman campaign. You know, a little uneven, disjointed, I guess, during non-conference play, but since conference play has began, he's been good pretty much every single night. When you look at him and his future with the program, what do you see? Oh, great things. I mean, I've said many times, he's just scratching the surface of what he can become. He, you know, he is... He is developing basketball instincts, what to do with the ball when he has it in certain situations. He's not predetermining his moves. Uh, he's allowing the defense to dictate. And for some people, that's not good because you only maybe have one move and they take it away. Cam has a variety of moves. Uh, he's great at shooting. I love that Carl, that Carl Malone throw it to him, maybe 12, 18 feet from the basket, and the guy backs off. He can knock that jumper down. Uh, he's very confident. And I think he plays with great emotion, maybe sometimes a, a little over the top, 
But, man, I'd rather have that than a guy you have to try to fire up every game. Yeah, it's an interesting point. You're right. Uh, you'd rather have that, and I love his game. I'm I'm with you. Uh, we knew Wigginton was going to be good. At least we had pretty good feel for it. Large just getting the feel of it. I think sky's the limit with him as well. Tell me about Zoran Tally because here's a guy that missed a lot of games uh, health-wise. I thought he's given them a spark, uh, Eric, in the last two games. Um you know, maybe not as much in the Texas game as he did in the in the Texas Tech game, where I thought he was really good. But uh, you're starting to get something out of Tally, and that's something that I mean, Prom needs a deeper bench, and this might be one of those answers. Well, it's never going to be a deep bench, but I think they've kind of settled on him being that main guy coming off the bench mm-hmm. right now, and he's a guy who I think is playing to his strengths right now. I thought earlier in the year. Uh, when he got his opportunities and then had the, the stress fracture in the foot, which really set him back, obviously. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't sure that he was always playing to his strengths. He was shooting perimeter jumpers more. He's a slasher. He's got to take the ball. He's got to drive it into the paint and make good decisions. And what, we're, what we've seen the last couple of games has been really good decision-making uh, by him. And I think that's, that bodes well for the future because uh, as you look at what Iowa State needs off the bench, they need a guy – on the wing, who can create his own shot or create a shot for someone else. They don't really have a lot of that right now. I want to get your thoughts on Terrence Lewis. Uh, we saw him, didn't play Monday night against Texas. The The minutes have dissipated, and when you get on the court, you you have to show some kind of production. He's really struggled with his shot. Is there something that they're maybe working with here, or is it just a shooting slump out of the freshman, and he's got to find a way to earn those minutes back? He's going to have to find a way, you know, and, and maybe it won't be this year. I think Terrence has a really good future if he hangs in there. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not he's thinking about leaving or anything like that. It's just you know, sometimes you get discouraged, and I think in his case, uh, the game is really too fast for him. I mean, it was so instinctive in high school. It's a lot different now playing here, and I think that's one of the things that's really affected his shot. I mean, as you watch him when he's in the game, uh, his mind is going a thousand miles a minute. He has that look on his face like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Anytime you have any uncertainty, uh, he's not sure if it's a good shot or a bad shot. Well, if you're not sure, you're probably not going to make it. And I think mm-hmm. he's got a beautiful stroke. He's going to be a good shooter, but he has to really kind of get the feel, get you up to the speed of this game and how to play it at this level. And he's not there right now. But I think I do think the future is bright for him if he, if he can hang in there and do the things like Naz Long did when he was a freshman. Right. He was overmatched and wondered if he could play at this level. You know, he's got to put in the time like Naz did. And if he does that, I mean, he has the athletic ability, he has the shooting ability uh, to be a really good player. Uh, it's too yeah, and, he would, and he would benefit maybe, too, from from, from playing, not that Nick Waterbap's not a great point guard, but maybe a Monte Morris who, mm. who really had did a great job of setting people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Heft is our guest. Eric, I got two more for you. When, when you go to practice, just uh, you know, if you can, a, an update on um, you know two guys that can't play this year because of transfer year uh, rules: Jacobson and Shayok, who are going to play, I think, significant roles along with that incoming class next year. But these two kids, we've seen them in college basketball before. Shayok played Iowa State, of course, in Chicago at the United Center in the Sweet Sixteen. We saw Michael Jacobson in high school at Joaquin, and then the Big Ten and Nebraska. When you go to practice, what do you see out of the, the two transfers that are sitting out? Well, Shayok is a really good player. I mean, he's a guy who, in Tony Bennett's system, really never got to shine on offense. That's one of the reasons why he left. I mean, he was their second leading scorer last year, and he didn't even average nine points a game. Uh, but he's going to be a great defensive player. 
He's long. He has long arms. He can handle the ball. Uh, I think he's going to be. A, I think he's going to be a really good scorer for Iowa State next year. In addition to the defense, so he's going to be a great addition. I think a lot of people think he might be Iowa State's best player right now. Now you hear that a lot about a guy mm. sitting out, so sure. you have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but he's a really good player. Michael Jacobson, uh, I think he's going to be a tremendous contributor. You know, he was second in the Big Ten last year in offensive rebounds. In 20 minutes a game, he averaged six rebounds a game. Uh, when the ball is in the air or on the floor, he thinks it's his ball every time. You know, that kind of hustle. That, mm-hmm. He's probably not as good defensively as Solomon Young, but offensively, uh, I think it's a definite uh, step up in that regard. Uh, he's really shooting the ball great right now. Uh, and if he can be at stretch four, I think he'll he'll play a huge role for Iowa State next year. Uh, and last thing, just because I, I've seen mixed reviews on Mo Bamba, and every time I watch him, I, I, I see the good stuff. I don't see what people, <laughs> the detractors are saying. You had a courtside seat for 24-12 the other night. <laughs> not, yeah, not 9 of 11, yeah, 2, I, two from, from 3, uh, <laughs> made all his free throws. I mean, it was almost a perfect game. You yeah. Know? So, so I, you're you're the, you're the same opinion as I. I don't get the detractors out there. What what could they possibly be looking at when they watch Mo Bamba, who again on Monday night or whatever it was early in the week, he was unstoppable. Well, I mean, if you're talking about as a college player, which you only have maybe what, 15, 18 more games, or or as an NBA player, I think one of the things about him, he has the longest wingspan in in college basketball or the NBA at seven nine. Hmm. Uh, so whatever he does right now in terms of being able to box shots, he has great time and great feel for that. That will translate to the next level. That's why he's projected to be a top five pick in the NBA draft right now, the latest thing I saw. Uh, he's not skilled offensively, but he hasn't been playing basketball that long. So, I mean, those things can come. And if he only became a guy in the NBA who was a great defender and a shot blocker, he could play in the NBA for a long time and be very successful. So I like him. I like him as a player. I'll tell you what else I like. I like the way Cam Lard has taken it to him in those two games, too. I think that speaks volumes for Cam as well. But but I like Mamba a lot. Good stuff, Eric. We'll let you get back to your study watching Vanderbilt in Tennessee in preparation for your call along with John Walters on Saturday. Great stuff, Eric. We'll talk to you uh, well in the weeks to come. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. See you guys. Good to talk to you. Eric Heft, color analyst, Iowa State basketball and football. But... Uh, basketball season Trent Condon it is it is for well as we mentioned for Iowa could be over in February yep <laughs> for yep. Iowa State they'll get at least another week mm-hmm. can they get to it at IT in the conference they're playing at you have uh, to be 500 anymore can they get to a, I don't know. It's 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 going to be tough because right now they are eleven and eight. Right, two and six in conference. Ten, I mean, beat Tennessee this week left. will help. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, then they host West Virginia, as we said with Eric. They host West Virginia next week. Go to Baylor. Baylor. They beat Baylor at home. They have to get five more wins. All right. So let's find them here. 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 Real quick. Tennessee. Possible. Uh, West Virginia. No. At Baylor. Yes. At Texas Tech. Uh, I don't think so. Home to Oklahoma. Maybe. Really? A shot at one of the two with Oklahoma and Kansas back-to-back. Uh, that's not pretty. That's not a bad back-to-back, right? Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma, Kansas. So you think that they'll split there? I don't think they will. A chance. Okay. Uh, two Manhattan to take on K-State? No. 
host TCU. They spanked them uh, in Fort Worth. I don't think so. At West Virginia? No. At home to Okie State? Yes. At Oklahoma? No. Did you find five? Oklahoma State, steal one against Okie in Kansas, two, Tennessee at Baylor, that's four. Then win one in the Big 12 tournament, there's five. I'd love to see a team get some postseason in our state. Yes. (laughs) Give us something. Give us something, indeed. We'll take a timeout. Stephen M. Sippel will give us a little preview of Nebraska and Iowa. Iowa's got a chance with their schedule, the way it sets up Trent Condon, to maybe get on a mini run here. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were waiting to announce the McCaffrey extension until they beat Nebraska on the heels of beating Wisconsin. Penn State, who am I missing? Who's uh, uh, The Minnesota? Right, Minnesota. Little Ricky. Little Ricky. His team is... Uh, We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with Stephen M. Sippel. Lincoln Journal star coming up next. Trent and I are here for another 22 minutes on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus and online at therookiesportscards.com. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the front of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Hey, it's me, the donkey emoji. Eeeh, I just want to say, if you're texting and driving, you're acting like a jack. Put down the phone, focus on the road, and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-748-5713. 800-748-5713. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement
replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy. New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, afsp.org slash Iowa. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. Flag guy here. Nothing wrong with a flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself until 2 o'clock. Uh, Jimmy B and TC will stop on by here today from four until six o'clock. As we've been uh, saying throughout the show, we will preview a little Nebraska and Iowa. They will play in Lincoln on Saturday night, seven o'clock. Watched a lot of Rutgers in Nebraska. Nebraska stayed on the road. They played Ohio State and Columbus on Monday, then stayed on on the road, which I guess logistically makes more sense than go back to Lincoln before going back all the way across the country. Uh, they will play. Uh, they will host the Hawks on uh, Saturday night. Stephen M. joins us. Kind of a rarity that we're not talking football. We're talking basketball. How are you, Stephen Sipple? I'm doing good. How, how are you guys doing in Iowa? Doing really well. Wish we had the success of the Huskers basketball team. We thought it was going to be complete opposite, Sip. Thought Miles was going to struggle. We thought I was going to be a tournament team. McCaffrey's team struggling in Nebraska, perhaps headed to the NCAA tournament. Uh, quite a story, I'm assuming, uh, has been the resurgence of this uh, Tim Miles team. Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, I, I <laughs> it is a story. I think that my read, my feel for the fan base is that there's kind of there's confidence 
there's a little bit of a halting confidence because I think it's just because it's Nebraska basketball. And as you guys know, Nebraska remains the only Power 5 team to never win in the NCAA tournament. So I feel like nobody really takes anything for granted. They're probably not in a situation where you would take anything for granted at this point. Of 15 wins, uh, six in the league, eight games to go. I think that that this excitement stems in part, at least, well, two things. They're they're good. I mean, they got a talented team. Kenny, this is the most talented I've seen Nebraska since the knee years. And then also the schedule is really forgiving down the stretch. It sure is. <laughs> Yeah, but that could be a double-edged sword if you yeah. need to put some hay in the barn. So if we were talking, well, go ahead, Trent, because that was really yours. Yeah, I mean, just the rest of the way there, Maryland, I guess, maybe would be considered what they call the Group 1 victories. That could end up being the case by the end of the year. But short of going 8-0, 7-1, any loss that they take the rest of the way is going to be considered a bad loss. And in a down Big Ten, that's scary. We, we've seen in the past, well, you get... You get to ten and eight, eleven and seven, you're in good shape. It's not gonna be the case, it doesn't seem like in the Big Ten this year. And and you couple that with what happened with Nebraska in the non conference, seems like they still have a ton of work to do. Oh, I guess that's one way to look at it. If you won seven games, I mean now seven of eight, if they I mean it's, it would be really difficult for this team to go to win seven of its last eight in the regular season. But if you did, that that puts you at 13 wins in the Big Ten, that would definitely put you in the top five, and you have to think you're in good shape at that point. Mm -hmm. Now, if you work backward a little bit, I guess 12 and 6, you might be playing with fire, but if you're a top four or five team in the Big Ten, you wouldn't think you'd be in too much grave danger. Again, though, let's say in six of their last eight, that's that's a lot. Now, again, they're good. This is a good team. Six of eight is very doable with that, with the schedule, especially with five games at home. That trend. If you look at the five games, they should win five. That's five right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so I think they're in pretty, pretty good shape. But you know how it is. I mean, you don't. You got to be careful with that entire conversation. It's 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 college basketball. You see crazy things pretty much every night because that's the nature of the beast. I watched uh, James Palmer uh, uh, quite a few times. I, I saw the game, I think it was Monday against Ohio State. He's the best player on the four, and, and Ohio State's got some good ones, Diop being one of them. Palmer, to me, looks like a pro, Sip. He really does. He's had two years at Miami, sat out transfer, so he's a, a redshirt junior with a 6'6", 215-pound body. He looks like an NBA player to me. I'm starting to wonder, is there starting to be some whispers that this kid's going to have a legitimate decision to make after this year? Because he sure looks like a two in the NBA to me, Sip. Yeah, there's whispers. I mean, there's you're starting to hear that. That talk heated up quite a bit after he put 34 on Ohio State. Now, you, honestly, you didn't hear a lot of it before that, but, but you know, <laughs> the conversation changed a little bit when you go to Ohio State and put 34 up. And he's he's been good, really, since Penn State. So if you look at his last four or five games since Penn State, where he was really bad and got benched, he's gone 24-19-34-18. And he's been, I almost regret mentioning the Penn State game, because he's been consistent. 
he's been a consistent player for him. I, I think he's got to show some. I think he's got to continue to show consistency down the stretch for that NBA conversation to. Oh, I mean, for it to for it to keep going. I, I it's close. I mean, I don't think he's a first round pick. But I, I've seen guys drafted in the second round that he's certainly good and as good as I, I like Blossom game. For some reason, comes to mind that Jaron Blossom game that was taken by San Antonio late in the second. I mentioned him because Nebraska played him. He's every bit as good as that. But the draft's kind of weird. You never know exactly. There's there's so many, um, you know, the foreign players are are being selected so much. And maybe it's not even a case of him worrying about being drafted. If he thinks he can make a roster, then he might just jump. Is there uh, been any conversation? This team's turned out to be pretty good, better than I think a lot of people envisioned. But what if Ed Morrow uh-huh. and Michael Jacobson were still around? Mm, you don't hear too much of that. It's, Trent, it's an interesting I, – I don't get asked that very much. I'm kind of glad you asked. It, they're kind of forgotten. You don't hear much about them because – the guys that replaced him have been really good. I mean, you talk about, you guys watched Copeland last night. Isaac Copeland had 23 points last night, seven rebounds. Copeland's been, been very good at a, you know, at a forward spot that would have gone to either Jacobson or Morrow and probably he's eaten up a lot of those minutes. Copeland's good. Copeland was a five-star player transferred from Georgetown. Palmer's eaten those minutes. Um, Oh, and Roby. I mean, Isaiah Roby. I I wonder as I watch this team, and now that you mention it, that if if Morrow and Jacobson just saw the writing on the wall. I mean, the these guys are good, and they would have eaten into those guys' minutes. There's no way Jacobson would been a would have been a starter. Um, I don't think Morrow would have been a starter. So. I think maybe what we're seeing is that question being answered. Why did those guys leave? I think. They probably saw, you know, Palmer in practice, and they saw Roby and saw his potential. Um, you know, now they're talking. You hear the BTN analysts saying things like Roby's one of could be quickly become one of the nation's best sophomores. Um, Roby has a high, high, high ceiling, and so that might be that's, that might be some of it. Uh, Sip, last thing for you. Let's switch over to football again uh, in basketball. Uh, Big Big Ten Network has the game 7 o'clock. Nebraska hosting the Hawks on Saturday night. Scott Frost continues to get uh, in living rooms from what from all accounts. And I know I follow a lot of Nebraska writers, so maybe I'm seeing a disproportionate amount of stuff in my uh, Twitter feed. But sounds like uh, the success that he had in the relatively short time, uh, not relatively, in the short time that he was at UCF, uh, paying dividends if it can happen there why can't it happen in Lincoln uh, that's getting him in some uh, in some homes that maybe Mike Riley's staff wouldn't have got in is that fair to say uh I, I, yeah I guess I mean I thought Riley and that staff did a good job of getting in the homes of premier players so I now I think that Scott I uh, I mean he has a little bit more to sell obviously I mean he's he's done it you know Mike and that staff kind of had to sell a dream, and where Scott can walk in there and say, "What? I was just thirteen and zero. Uh, we beat Auburn, and it's real. It's very real. I mean, it's it's kind of what I said about this whole Frost hire. You guys go back with me now. You, you go back to Riley, uh, 
certain extent, Polini, definitely Callahan, those hires, you know, as a columnist in Lincoln, I kind of had to, it took some energy to sell it, you know, I mean, I, and then maybe some of it was even subconscious, you know, you're, you're, I think if you're a fan, you're hopeful, but I think you got to, some of it is kind of contrived, right? With Frost, you know, looking at it from the outside as a fan, um, not I'm not a fan. I'm objective, but it, but looking at it from my standpoint, he doesn't. It's, it's the conversation's not contrived. He's the real deal. He doesn't have to sell a dream. He's selling something that he's done. So that really, I think, has given him a lot of credibility. For instance, there's a quarterback in Arizona that said when Frost called, he said, I couldn't even believe I was on the line with Scott Frost. You know, I couldn't even, he said, I, I, I was amazed I was even talking to him. You know, he talked about him in reverential tones. Well, there's a lot of guys that, I know when Mike Riley got hired here, there was a lot of guys on the team that didn't know who he was. You know, there, mm. was, there was literally players that had to go to Google his name and <laughs> see who he was. So you don't really, you know, nobody's doing that with Scott Frost this year. No doubt. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Sip will uh, talk to you down the road. Thank you, my friend. All right. Good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. Uh, Trent, you and Jimmy B are on the air today at 4 to 6. What have you got planned? Uh, Luke Federson will be stopping by from Iowa Preps. We'll get his thoughts on the uh, non-expanded brackets and the new districts out for football. A little basketball talk on the high school ranks with him. Ken Silverstein will be here on the Big Ten. And we'll talk some Hawkeyes in the new extension. Well, not that new extension for Fran McCaffrey with Derek Peck from Hawkeye Heaven. Uh, tube talking tonight. What have you got planned? Michigan Purdue at that's, six. That's the one that jumped off the page to me at Purdue, though, right? Uh, the game is at Purdue. Yes. Yeah. So eh, maybe not so much. Yeah. I I tried to find a a college game that moved the needle for me. That would be it. Mm-hmm. Penn State, Ohio State. I don't think it's going to be worth a damn. No, you wouldn't think so. Jets play the Ducks at nine. Central Florida, Wichita. Just play the Ducks at nine. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you won't even watch the whole thing, though. You'll be in bed by the time the end of the first uh, period. No, I'll get through two. I'll get through two, two tonight. Two. Yeah, I'll get up in the morning and watch the third period before I go to Twitter. I'll be listening to you in Well, I can't lie. I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, but no. you know what? I, I look forward to hearing the feedback on your show today from 4 until 6. We are back tomorrow from noon until 2, as we are every Monday through Friday. It's the Ken Miller Show along with Trent Condon. We appreciate you listening in to 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit 
visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Shop the kitchen and bath event for Home Depot exclusives like the Kohler Rubicon single-handle bath faucet. Now at a new lower price, just 79 bucks. It's brushed nickel finish and Art Deco style complement any decor. Contemporary, classic, yours. No one offers more Kohler for your kitchen and bath than the Home Depot. And right now the Kohler Rubicon faucet is just 79 bucks. More saving, more doing. Valid through March 7th while supplies last. The 4 for 4 from Wendy's has a lot of fans because it's a deal that gives you a sandwich plus four nuggets, a small fry, and drink, all for just $4. But now the 4 for 4 has more variety than ever with eight sandwich choices. I'm loyal to the double stack. I'm Junior Baking Cheeseburger through and through. I pledge myself to the crispy chicken sandwich. I'm loyal to my hunger. Whether you're loyal to one sandwich or all eight, the Wendy's 4 for 4 has a sandwich for you. So try them all and pick your favorite. Now that's deliciously different. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals. And we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza.